All right, so we're going to talk about are we in a simulation? Yeah. Is reality a... What does that mean, simulation? simulation. Like are a video we, game? Mm-hmm. Did somebody create this and Like, is this the really real here? world or is this the dream world? And there's like another real world somewhere else and we're in a not, not real experience, but it is real because we're experiencing it. But it could be like, you know, you're an avatar. Yeah, I hear those words a lot. Um, can we even know that? Well, no. But opinion, we're talking about it. We can't know it, but I like to explore if it were the case. Okay, here's a thought. If it's even possible for us to talk about it, and if there's lots of evidence that helps us kind of understand the hypothesis of multiple dimensions, possibly even infinite universes stacked on top of each other, which in every infinite universe is every possibility that could happen in the present moment. Right. Like in one of those universes, I could take all my clothes off and go outside, like smash through that door and go outside and run around the street naked screaming, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in another universe, I smash through the front door and I go to the hospital, <laughs> whatever. But in order for those thoughts to even be possible, there has to ha- it has to have happened in another dimension somehow, another universe. So, so people are saying that's a thing. So it's I'm a possibility. Saying, I'm saying if this is a simulation, and having that question is this a simulation? Also, along with plausibility of infinite universes stacked on top of each other, wouldn't that then mean that we're only able to ask the question of an infinite or of a simulation because it's a possibility, Mm -hmm. but only in one of the universes, right? Which makes it possible for us to say it. So it's coming from somewhere but we don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. But it's coming from somewhere. That the idea of being able to question that. Yeah. Now, if anybody understands what the fuck I'm talking about, you can let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is <coughs> the type of shit that made me want to quit smoking weed. Because it got overwhelming. <laughs> or because you just couldn't remember what you were talking about a moment ago. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting podcast here because of how serious we were earlier. Mm-hmm. And now we're just kind of riffing on this idea of a simulation. I think it's 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 like a man-made thought. I think that's a man-made thought because of the industrial revolution. Well, we wouldn't yeah, we wouldn't be able to conceive of a simulated reality if we couldn't create simulations where you mm-hmm. are entering into an altered experience. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see the movie Existence back in like the early 2000s or late 90s? No, but I'm pretty sure there's a penis enlargement pill. Existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that, Jude Law uh, is in that Asking movie. for a friend. Is it not of just Jude Law? It might not be Jude Law. I can't remember. Jude Law. But um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know the end of Existence, mm-hmm. don't listen to what I'm about to say. Oh, thanks for the spoiler alert. Do you want me to not spoil it for you? 
Dave? Oh, man, I'm still... I, or do you want to watch it? I'm still backed up on Yellowstone. Don't make fun. Okay. Hit me. Uh, It's like a full immersion, you know, central nervous system simulation where you, like, plug in your spine and you oh, become yeah. the new thing. But then when they are playing in the game and they die... They go back to some other reality. I can't remember how it all goes. But there's some point where, like, if you die in the thing, then you die in the real reality. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're going to die in real reality, but then they wake up and you realize, as the audience as well, that that actually wasn't the real reality. That was a simulation. And they were in a simulation within the simulation. And then you come out. So it's like Inception meets the <clears throat> Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if there's, like, a real-er world other than this one, then theoretically there could be another level of something more real after that. And, and that could never uh, end. That's also that other movie, um, the one in space with Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> what movie are we talking about? Interstellar. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. So it's like if Inception was having sex with the Matrix and Interstellar was watching. That just turned me on a little bit. It's, it's hot. Yeah, we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're talking about simulation and simulation within the simulation, <clears throat> reality within reality. I find it useful to imagine that there's nothing too serious going on here in being alive. It's useful to like relax and zoom out and like not stress out about too much and think like if this were a simulation and like a game that I optionally played, then what would the agenda be? It's like a game where you go in and you have to figure out the rules and the uh, okay, okay. the goal from within the game. But here is where my brain, who, when I was little, I would ask, like, okay, but who made God, mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. Because if this is a simulation, then still what is the fucking point of life? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, from the real reality, real reality. And then you have to ask yourself, is that a real reality? Cuz yeah, you you, cause you can never know. Out. Right. So, okay, so okay, let's follow that a little bit. So, if you could know then why you were here and what that was all about, what then is this about? What then is the importance of learning things here? What is that for? Mm-hmm. Are we just a factory figuring out how things work for God? Through Ooh. our experience? Are we just a factory? Or are we God are our figuring out how things work? Right. Yeah. Are we experiences like the simulation is, is or our God, which would, which would be like the great programmer of this, which actually I think in that movie, The Truman Show with Jim Carrey, the creator of the show was called the great programmer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I like to think of... The collective consciousness, I call it the mainframe. Yeah, and they're... Just with, like, the computer language and the programming. Yeah, I, I like that. But are we God figuring out stuff? Or are we God's plebes? Plebes. <laughs> the plebes. We're plebes. That's I've been losing my train of thought a lot lately. <clears throat> We've had a long day. We've done a lot of thinking. We have done a lot it's of thinking. It's been a lot of brain power. I think your brain's one, tired. No, it's a good one. No, there's just... No, I'm good. It's just like, I had a cookie. (laughs) It just is a a very 
um, with the times conversation to have because of what's all going on. Like, I think of it like, like I have this really weird theory where if we could, we can't tell the future. Our brains are designed to tell the future. But we can only go so far into the future. We can recognize patterns. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's how we tell the future. We predict an outcome because we've seen the patterns. That's how prophets but, predict like the fall of the empire. You can look at the past falls of right. empires. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but like follow me here. So like if I if I can actually tell the future, like, okay, John Doe's gonna get hit by a bus on fourth next Thursday at two. Shit like that. Sorry, John. If I can go okay, Jane, if I can mm-hmm. go if I can project like think about this. If you can go all the way to the very furthest future, at some point you just kind of would end up right back where you're at right now. Like there's a cyclical nature to it somehow. Hmm. Because if you think about it in time, space and time, if you like project infinitely out of time, then you just kind of arrive back where you are now. Yeah, because there's no closure. There's no loop. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end. And that's actually why I think that there is an afterlife. Because by using simple logic, if there ever was a time where you didn't exist at all, think about this, Sarah. I will. If there ever were a time that you, you didn't exist at all, ask yourself this question. What could there possibly be now, right now? Nothing. But there is no nothing. There is something. I think that I'm tracking with you, but it is hard for me to conceptualize. Okay, space and time is a part of the irreducible complexity to our situation well, here. Well, can I throw out... Well, okay, you keep going. Okay, Go so ahead. the listener is hearing me right now. Yeah. And I'm telling them, like, hey... If in the irreducible complexity, if you look at life as a mousetrap and you start removing pieces from the mousetrap, it won't. It will cease to work. It will cease to function. Not being able to tell future is a part of the pieces on that mousetrap of life. Okay, you can reduce that mousetrap down to just a few pieces in order for it to function like a mousetrap to where we can actually call it a mousetrap. Right, you don't need any more of those pieces, and I think one of those pieces in the metaphor of the mousetrap for life is the inability to tell the future. So, if that's true, then that means that if you do have the ability to tell the future, it would just go all the way around. So, time is a construct that works for our bodies. So, then the question is if that's true, then that means there is no future or past. The only thing there is is now, which is the eternal, which has always been. And we are perceiving that there isn't the now. There's only past and future. But that's just because of the function of this universe we're in, right? So if you take that away and you ask the question, if there ever was a time where you didn't exist, whether in the future or the past, what could you have right now? Nothing. You wouldn't exist. But you're on right now. You're turned on and you do exist. So if you die, you still exist because you never not were because you are now. I love that. You never not were because you are 
because you are now. And I could be wrong and like let all the people who think they know what they're talking about tell me I'm wrong. I'm totally open to that, but this is just how my brain works. Yeah. I know that I'm struggling to grasp what you're talking about. So let me see if I can say I'm an something. Idiot. I know I'm an idiot. I'm no, just putting shit out there. It's not any fault of your own. It could just be like we're speaking different languages. Yo. You idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Okay. Um, that was from earlier. People don't know we were inside doing. Joke. Trying to do our own. <laughs> we verbal abuse, verbally abuse each other. Sucky. It's just endearing love language. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, kind of. I would generalize that to say the fact that anything exists means that something has always existed if you think about it in the time sense. Like, there can be no beginning and end. The fact that there is existence, existence itself just is. And I can't, I can't, I can't conceive of a beginning or an end of existence itself, including myself. I'm a part of that. But I can perceive within existence the concept of an experience of time and things within existence having seasons, beginning and end. The daffodils, you know, blossom and There's then a they cycle die and, and they go away. What do they call that? The death, the rebirth, the resurrection, the whole? Life, death, life uh, cycles. The circle of life. Yeah, circle of life. And the vagabonds. But is the same... A different song. You know, song. bulb... Does that mean it's the same tulip that comes to life next spring? Or the same daffodil? A, I love that question. It's so simple. <gasps> Maybe my soul is the bulb. My soul is the bulb. And my lifetimes are the daffodils. Things. Your soul is the bulb. Dude, I just went to the daffodil and tulip farm today. Actually, really like, I really like that concept because they're... Okay, so we're kind of getting to like some, some basic kind of logic and thinking like what is the reason something could be made so we're starting to actually talk about intelligent design in mm -hmm. a way mm -hmm. and when i say we i do again mean me and i'm an idiot so don't listen to me but like stop stop what talking about my friend that way what are you talking about willis oh me mm -hmm. oh no i'm fucking smart dude <laughs> <laughs> listen smart. to my words <laughs> i got i know a hell of word um i know a lot of word uh, actually, if you think about it, word should be plural. <laughs> the like word a, of God. It's like a root. <laughs> the words of God. <laughs> so we're getting on a righteous gemstone trip here, but nah. Um, we're talking about intelligent design. In intelligent things design. having a beginning. Yeah, like someone said. Oh my God, this <clears throat> is so fascinating. Like somebody once said that. Um, I think it was like a R.C. Sproul was used to be. He was like a theologian and. So I'm, I'm definitely speaking from someone who believes in intelligent design, but how they were coming to that conclusion for themselves to understand it was there are only like so many possibilities for something to be in existence. And so these are people who are strongly like thinking about this stuff. And one of the things, one of the ways is um, like if you imagine a shoe and how it came into existence, right? It, it made itself is one possibility. So we're thinking of a Nike Air Max, you know, something maybe circa complex 1996. And beautiful. Yeah, complex and beautiful. It made itself. And we go like, okay. And functional. Um, 
it always has been. It never not was, so it's eternal, right? This shoe. It made itself. It's always eternal. What's another one? This is where my tiredness is showing. <laughs> uh, there is another possibility, and I'll remember it in a second, but the other one is is that it was made. Okay, so when you talk about the soul as the bulb, you know, um, there's information there. This is what I've learned, and I'm not saying this is how it is. It's just food for thought, but like... It's a way the, of the information is there that creates the thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, the fractal is what is sort of the the mathematical information that repeats upon itself to create the shape of the thing. So, mm-hmm. like, a tree has specific information in its DNA it or whatever, code and programming. That, that code makes the thing. So, someone explained it to me once. Um, I can't remember his name. Myers. And he said that if you imagine two like floppy disks or CDs or something, they're both the same, they look the same, they weigh the same, everything about them is the same. The only difference is one of them has information and the other one doesn't. And that's kind of like how this world is. So either this world just is, it's never not been, or it made itself, or it was made is one of the possibilities. I'll remember the fourth one and it's a good one too. I can't remember what the fuck. The fuck was it? It if was. it made itself, then there has to be something that it was made out of. So there has to be some sort of original material. And then you're back with the same conundrum of like, well, where did that material come from? And where was the beginning of that thing that came before? Mm-hmm. Just like who made God? And it's the same. Mm-hmm. If you pull back the curtain on the true nature of reality, there's another curtain. And there always will be. Every time. We cannot get outside of our own experience to know objectively where reality starts and stops and then what comes before, after, the the time concept. And even if we try to step outside of time, then you're still in the same problem again. You're still in an experience right. that has a container, it has parameters, and then there's something beyond that that we don't understand. So that is what people have been discussing since the beginning of time or at least the beginning of things being written down Mm -hmm. and that's where the word holy came from is that other thing that that other nest like that source whatever the modern christianity started calling it an unmoved mover yeah and like the Tao, and the Tao Te ching the Tao is like the Mm -hmm. the nothingness from which somethingness came the never-ending story the source the origin yeah. Never ending soda. Did you ever watch Homestar Runner? Mm-hmm. The cartoon back in the day? Mm-mm. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, for maybe. You. It's an inside joke that you I'm don't outside. Understand. Of, I'm outside. For whoever recognized my little <clears throat> reference there, you're welcome. But with all of the like weird ass shit I've been saying, what does that have to do with a simulation? Like, I think what it means is. Regardless of whether or not this is a simulation, we can't really prove that. But we, what we can do is say that there is a lot of like importance and us and our own intelligence into this thing that we're in. And what we're in, we also see ourselves in. Like we're, you know, made of stardust. Like we're made of this 
thing that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> we we're, are, re, we're, we're reorganized we particles. Are, we are it. In energy. We are it. Yeah. And whatever we're in, this it seems to have some type of essence, if you will, that like I will. works for us, if you will. <laughs> I also will that. <laughs> you know what I mean, if you will? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you will, think about if you will, if you will. I might. <laughs> what, I'm not sure. What that we means. <laughs> well, so Jesus was saying, I am, that I am. I yeah. just, I am. And it was kind of like the same type of thing. It wasn't like, I am. And then in the small print was the only one. No. No, it was like, we are the we are. We are just we is. Mm-hmm. We is, we is. I am, I am. And everything is. And everything is. is. Everything is that I am. Everything and so is what existence is, is. being. <laughs> What is it to is? Yeah. I think I'm losing I, you. <laughs> see, I have fun. <laughs> well, that's kind of the the point that we are inevitably making is at some point it all kind of unravels. And for me, I actually like that mystery. Mm-hmm. And it bounces me back into the present moment where I don't have answers. And yet I'm still here. And so what do I want to do with this experience? No shit, because like, you could have a mushroom trip mm-hmm. where you lose your shit and you have a bad trip and you hate it and your night goes terribly. But then you like wake up the next day. And you're still and here. And you're fine. You're still here. Maybe you're a little changed, but you're just like, oh, like life goes on. Like there's this thing about no matter what your experience is with this thing, it's still going on and it's still doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, everything's permissible. Not everything's beneficial. I feel like some people, the more they hear me talk in these podcasts, they're going to be like, are you a Christian? You are guy, a preacher. This guy like a fucking You're Christian a preacher teacher. I do believe though that I do believe that I think there was a real message that sacred scriptures was trying to go on about. And that other religions also are trying to go on about, but each religion has made it into its own yeah. separate power I agree. tool. And I don't believe in that shit at all. Pattern recognition. There are patterns in core elements of spirituality that get hijacked by dominator culture and control and fear. Mm-hmm. But the essence at the heart of things is coming back to some connection with like the ground of being, the mm-hmm. all, the connectedness, the just being a part of existence, the mystery. I like and how you're grounded right now. Because hmm. I'm definitely not grounded. I want to start talking about weird ass shit. You're just spinning off into <laughs> all the outer realities. You know, but that's the thing. It's like when we, when I do start talking about these types of things that are so far out, it gets a little ridiculous. It almost gets like none of that really helps me with what I want to do when I wake up with a new day. Right. Well, and I think that's almost part of it. It's like you find that you can't find answers, Mm -hmm. and so finding answers isn't the answer. What do you want to do with your day? How do you know How do you want to feel in your body? Yeah, for sure. And then you, I, for me, I don't need answers anymore. I'm just playing. 
than playing in the playground. And that answers that. The end. Okay, so simulation. Mm. I think sure. it's fun to think about. Well, and there's more to this. We haven't talked about manifestation yet. Mm. So maybe we got to save that for another time when we're more alert. But There is a lot more we need to talk about. There's like, if it's a simulation and I'm learning how to win the game or play the game or master the reality, there's mm. some shit going on about how to create desired experiences. And there's a mastery to that in life that I'm discovering. So to be continued. It's almost like everything we can say, we could steal quotes from the Bible. Oh, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. My yoke is light. Say to this mountain, <laughs> get up and move over there. You mustard fucking seed. <laughs> it's a good spot. <laughs> and... This has been Dave and Sayre, DSBS. Just bullshitting. Episode three.